you for joining us today for the podcast, Forming a Medical Logistics Crisis Action Team. We are joined today by Colonel Victor Suarez, Assistant Chief of Staff for Logistics of the U.S. Army Regional Health Command Atlantic. The Regional Health Command Atlantic is about the same size of a large regional healthcare system with 14 hospitals and large clinics within. Vic, so all providers have some type of incident response team, an emergency preparedness plan. So why should they create a medical logistics critical action team when they already have an incident command system? Well, Shana, how that relates is that you know, in an, in an acute crisis situation, those incident command teams at a medical treatment facility or a medical system would go and act uh, for an acute time period, sometimes for a mass casualty situation that lasts several hours or maybe a day or two at the most uh, as they progress through the various phases of that recovery. Uh, what's different about the MedLog crisis action team is that it, it allows to go from an incident that's acute and also sustain operations that might last for weeks, if not months, as we're seeing right now with the national COVID-19 response. What is a MedLog CAT or a MedLog crisis action team? A medical logistics crisis action team, really a crisis action team in this respect, are really specialized, rapidly organized planning and operational teams used to quickly organize efforts and resources in an evolving crisis situation. Specifically to medical logistics, we're looking at beyond just the medical supply chain. We're looking at all aspects of the COVID-19 response in terms of medical maintenance, laboratory equipment, supplies and support, uh, PPE, and then also just normal regular supply chain issues. So that's why it's more comprehensive when we use the word medical logistics. It also includes facilities integration, environmental services, and all those other functions that you would normally operate under logistics of, of a medical treatment facilities. The whole point of having a crisis action team is to quickly bring order to chaos. And that's what we've seen with the COVID-19 response. These crisis action teams can help leadership manage events, conduct risk assessments, and enable good decision-making by leaders. Finally, these crisis action teams can be responsive, decisive, and create an information and decision loop, which enables the organization to right itself over time. Can you please give us a few more outcomes that we can expect from developing a MedLog crisis action team? The MedLog crisis action team can enable quick resource knowledge sharing, asset visibility across the enterprise of the organization, um, could also help share products and services across the enterprise. And it's really not ever too late to create a crisis action team if you feel your organization could improve its communication and asset visibility and products and services sharing across either at, at the medical center level, a regional system-wide level, or down at the local hospital level. The point is, is that this crisis action team that's specifically focused on medical logistics can nest within uh, other action teams so as to embed itself into other meetings. So with operations folks, with other folks on the clinical side, and with other folks that are working things like budget and safety and security. 
and, and the whole point is to be able to synchronize those operations from the medical logistics point of view. Who should be included on a MedLog crisis action team? Well, team membership on a MedLog crisis action team is going to be really unique to each one of the organizations that chooses to stand one up. However, one, a couple positions that I think are key to look at for membership on the immediate MedLog crisis action team would include a, a, a MedLog CAT team lead. So that would typically be in a facility, a large, let's say a large medical system or a medical center would be either your director of supply chain or your deputy director of supply chain. Somebody that has a strong operational background and is a good communicator. I think that another role would be somebody that is interfacing with customers on a regular basis. So in our organization, we use a customer support team lead, somebody that deals with all the stakeholders at multiple levels on a daily basis, is in constant communication for normal supply chain and maintenance operations, for all the supported facilities. Uh, this person could also be you know, a supply chain manager that's already on your staff that's designated to play this role to be a customer support team lead. Uh, another role that we think is important is somebody that can deal with plans and readiness and really can be the liaison to the healthcare systems operations team. So somebody that can monitor and track current operations somebody that's really good at, at dealing with the everyday, the, the, the near-term um, response requirements from an operational standpoint. Finally, or a couple more positions that are critical would be a systems analyst, somebody that actually uh, has access to the medical logistics information system that can monitor status of supplies, also you know where those supplies are in, in terms of asset visibility. That, could pers that person could be your systems analyst. It could be your chief of materials management. Next would be a healthcare technology lead. So that could be somebody like your, your lead manager for biomedical maintenance and engineering, or it could be somebody that works with them in property management and acquisition and procurement of those healthcare technology devices and pieces of equipment that would need to be procured and managed during a crisis situation. Another key position that we think is important on this crisis action team is some sort of senior logistics manager that is the voice of the workforce. So we're talking about somebody that's a warehouse foreman, somebody that's dealing with distribution and the loading docks in a supervisory role, somebody that could be the voice and the pulse of the workforce. And then we believe that you could have ad hoc members on the team that would not necessarily be on the team every day, but would be reachable almost on a daily basis, either via email or phone. And that would be a, the facilities manager representative on the team. So that would be a project manager or a facilities engineer. You would also have matrix to the team, whoever's in charge of environmental services, because we're also dealing with a lot of issues when it comes to disinfectants and uh, quality and safety of care and, and preventing infection control. So somebody that's dealing with environmental services or infection control would be could be a good matrix member of this team. And then finally, somebody that is dealing with capital equipment and procurement uh, so that if new equipment is needs to be purchased or acquired, that person could be tapped into to help with any of those rapid acquisition objectives.
The MedLaw Crisis Action Team has had quite a bit of success coordinating and evaluating the PPE supplies and then being able to redistribute it to appropriate facilities. Can you please describe the MedLaw Crisis Action Team's role with ventilators? What we saw with our projections was that we needed more ventilators. And what we needed to do first was have parts of our team work with each of the facilities to really get an understanding of what, how many ventilators that each site had, but really what condition were they in to do or conduct patient care. So how we defined it as a team was fully mission capable ventilators needed to be on hand. And that really meant that the ventilators were not only in top condition code to perform patient care, but they had all the necessary accessories, patient circuitry to actually do the patient care. And what we were able to do within just a couple of days is identify a pool of about 40 ventilators that we had by scrubbing our maintenance records and making calls across the region that could be used in a redistributable pool to redistribute across any of the medical treatment facilities in our region in case they, they became overwhelmed and they needed more ventilators than they had on hand. And that provided a lot of confidence to all the 14 trading partners because they knew that if they ran low on PPE on any particular line, they had 13 other partners that would have their back for both PPE and for ventilator use. What actions does a MedLog crisis action team take on a weekly basis? Well, there's a whole variety of actions we take, but I can highlight a couple high priority actions that our, our crisis action team takes on a really a weekly and sometimes daily basis. So each of our members participate in daily subject matter expert meetings to acquire information. We also do a lot of research. So we have a team synchronization meeting every day around 4.30 and we, we talk about what we've done in the last 24 hours what we are going to do in the next 72 hours. And what that allows us to do is to develop um, requirements for each of our team members to do research on a particular area that they're working on to support one of our facilities or all of our facilities. The next thing that each member does on a regular basis is really we, we ask them to influence and shape organizational decision making based on our higher level organizations, priorities and objectives. So and finally, one of the key things that we, two products that we do is we keep a logistic status report or what we call a log stat to track all PPE in our medical treatment facilities. And this gives us asset visibility of all the PPE and all the levels and consumption rates that all of our medical treatment facilities are using. And then from there, we create and track a PPE redistribution directive process where we actually can then uh, cross-level our, our inventory quantities across the medical treatment facilities that need PPE, and we do that through a redistribution tracker and directive process. Really another key aspect of what we do on a daily or weekly basis is our MedLog CAT team, usually through me as the team lead and maybe you know one other member, meets regularly with our regional executive leadership team. Uh, to get and receive guidance, but also to shape and info share and to make recommendations for our, our, our leader. In this case, we have a commander equivalent of a CEO of a medical system who 
we have access to um, on deliberate calls at least twice a week and direct contact with emails and phone calls probably three or four times a week. So one of the critical things that the CEO, in this case our commander, relies on is rapid information and asset visibility so he can make decisions for the region. So if your, if your organization could benefit from standing up a MedLaw crisis action team so that medical logistics, both the maintenance, the facilities, the supply, has a voice within uh, the clinical response of COVID-19, it's well worth you know, staffing it through your organization and seeing if you could maybe organize a MedLaw crisis action team. Colonel Suarez, thank you very much for your insight and information about how civilian providers can adapt the military's medical logistics crisis action team into their own organizations. We greatly appreciate it.